Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're live. Carry it. <laughs> yeah. Thomas told me I had to carry today. And I said, Thomas, I carry every week. So <laughs> this is no different. But uh, today we have we have my homeboy John Sincola followed me all the way over from from the Midwest <laughs> over to Austin and now we're podcasting together. So welcome. Thank you. What was the uh, what was the the impetus for the move to no to way Austin? no way you said that word right impetus yeah um, I'm pretty sure I did. I'm like seventy percent sure I did. Well, my wife and I had always like our long term plans always involved moving somewhere warmer, as you know, Chicago, Milwaukee weather's not great there um so we have twin daughters that just turned eight and it was kind of uh before they got too deep into school it's kind of a now or never thing obviously pickleball you know the the level of pickleball down here is is very good so that that helped but right i'm down here maddie pickles is down here maurice the grease exactly that was the crew it really doesn't get better <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, yesterday was pretty good, huh? <laughs> oh my god, that was rough. Who did you guys play with? <laughs> they can't all they can't all be great days from We played with Wyatt and Carlos. Is Wyatt around here now too? Wyatt lives over in uh San Mark or no New Braunfels. I think he's in New Braunfels. So he's like forty five minutes away. Do you guys play at the stop Alzheimer's now courts? All we the do. Time? Always. That's like five minutes from my house, which is amazing. Works out great for yeah. me. Everyone mm-hmm. else travels and I get to drive five minutes up the road lucky you <laughs> wait Speak- for my invite over there <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which we got a a new sponsor for the swear jar um my friends from canada chad uh game plus and access tv uh, game plus is actually the home of mlp in canada for this year uh, Major League Pickleball is on Game Plus. Every event is live in 2023 and 2024. Um, there are MLP replays on weekday mornings. MLP replays every Sunday, all afternoon. And you can get Game Plus Network everywhere in Canada and also Fubo TV. And they are uh, also sponsoring our potty mouths. So swear away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you to Game Plus. That's awesome. So ProXR also also sponsoring the swear jar. We, I feel like, need to swear more to keep these guys happy. Yeah, yeah. Multiple mat. Is that is that all like matching? Yeah, like- they're they're matching up to us. They capped it. They're smart. <laughs> it's capped. Don't worry. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I'll try to get after it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Atlanta. How was Atlanta for you last weekend? APP. Um, it was good. I had a couple. Well, I I played with Jack Monroe. I don't know. If everyone knows Jack Monroe, we know him around here, obviously. Um, if you don't, you got to go back and watch the old, 
what was it 2000 did you ever see that jack monroe video when he was like 12 years old no it's classic you gotta go check it out is it so pickleball video jack monroe's been playing pickleball longer mm-hmm. than any of us okay you know so uh he's pr- he, he had a piece on him when he was younger um he broke his arm whatever like and picked up pickleball when he was like 12 years old so but anyway he is in austin he's you know i played this tournament with him he's super super talented plays ambidextrous righty lefty all kinds of trick shots so that was a blast playing with him um and then i played mixed with tammy emmerich who uh i played quite a bit with and it was good you know she fight with these fans no, not this time. Yeah. She she was, she's she's kind of embraced the like I'm feisty now role though. <laughs> yeah, right. which is great. She's just like Leaning everyone. Yeah, exactly. Everyone comes up to her and says stuff to her, and she's she's leaning into it. So send yeah. it. I like. I don't, it's a good I don't know much about Tammy. Like I've I've played against Martin a couple times, and he's he's great. Like love love Martin. Yeah, I've actually cause I see them all the time now at the tournaments, but I've actually become pretty good friends with both of them, and I love them both. They're they're super nice people, great competitors. So, yeah. How did he do in the tournament this week? I didn't see his his name. Was he was he there? Um, who did he play mixed with? I don't remember who he played mixed with, but he played men's with Sobek, and in the first round, Sobek rolled his ankle like on a like he like stepped on on, on a camera or something or other oh, on the corner yeah. of the court, rolled his ankle, and so then they had to pull out. So that's probably why I didn't see it. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, big, uh, they were pretty big draws. So our, uh, our, our source, Maddie Klitsch, also the founder of the world's shortest pickleball podcast, yeah. shout out. Uh, he let us know that this was a first in the APP. There were 12 women's doubles qualifiers. There were 45 teams in mixed doubles qualifying, 52 in men's singles, and 37 in men's doubles yeah it was wild that's, cr- that's crazy that's more than that's in the actual draw there was a ton of it's the probably the first time there was a ton of like women's faces that i'd never seen before so i think you know i think last year the men's draws were growing really rapidly and the women's were still pretty small but now that the women are kind of seeing the growth and they're coming out of the woodwork too because the women's draws are getting big qualifying and all that stuff so it's good to see any, uh, did you catch any of it or play any of those people? Anybody like standing out um, initially that's, you know, battling qualities right now? Mm, no one that I noticed. We were watching a couple matches and it, it was still like heavy, heavy tennis, uh, you know, where they're just ripping thirds, driving everything, a lot of hands battles, um, you know. So it was, it was kind of tough to tell who was, I didn't notice anyone that was kind of like, sticking out fair yeah all right so um this weekend had a lot of drama at the at the app this is probably gonna be one of the more more covered like app tournaments maybe it's because i actually like did some homework this time around (laughs) but uh what did you think of megan fudge's tweet and for those who who don't know megan fudge tweeted four overrules in a match not to mention the ones the refs couldn't 100 clearly overturn consequences have to be put in place nonetheless get past her and get to play for gold on sunday thomas <laughs> what do you think good, good delegation <laughs> well i'm trying to remember the one because i was just watching it um 
where it's Megan versus Judith. And I think Megan hits a shot. It looks like it's out. Judith calls it out. And the ref, something happened. There was a discrepancy. And the do, do you know what happened on that? Yeah. This was the first The ref one. made one of the absolute worst overrules I've seen. Right. And then so that's, that's later on. Age. If you actually open Judith? up your laptop is that's on <laughs> that's on the agenda well that happened in the roscoe match too did you see that one i just want to hang out i just want to hang out <laughs> wait hold on but she the ref overruled judith so judith made a call that was clearly the correct call yes. and got overruled right and so i don't because megan challenged correct okay and then because it, it happened so quickly that it almost looked as if the ref just inserted herself without any sort of challenge so i wasn't sure oh maybe i'm assuming that megan had to say something because megan like did a fist pump like yeah you know like she hit a great shot but it was hmm. clearly out i didn't see any of that one yeah it was probably a worse overrule than the one on roscoe wow and the one on roscoe like it was an easy was serve bad. yeah right down the tee and the ref was at the wrong angle to call yeah, it. You can't see right? it from where he was standing. And it was probably a good two inches outside the line, like not even hovering, right? Where it's like hovering over the line, but like two inches to the side of the line. And Roscoe like didn't even know what to do mm -hmm. <laughs> at first. He was like, "Wasn't there a ref on the other side?" Yeah, or no, there was. And there so were that there ref were didn't say anything. Two refs. I don't think Roscoe knew what to do. Right. He was like, "Are you kidding me?" Do you think you're responsible for this at all? what refs being bad yes or asserting themselves uh how many episodes have you sat here <laughs> yeah. and done this thing all right fair. Oh, the refs never see anything fair okay you're right you're right now they're making definitive calls and here you go complaining again yeah i guess i guess i just like to complain damn that <laughs> yeah. was a good that was a good call out i don't have anything for that yeah um yeah, but like he said, like from it, it matters what angle you're looking at. Like the ref that clearly overruled it was standing on the side where like you can't see the ball in the line, like you mm -hmm. can't see space. I could understand if the other ref on the other side said it, but um, you know they have to kind of. I don't know how you could make a call that definitive from where he was standing. Right, and they're not weird. doing video <clears throat> reviews and. APPs usually are they not that I know of right so I mean is that kind of the obvious solution here I think the obvious solution is Roscoe calls a timeout pulls up the live stream shows it to the yeah. referee and then it's <laughs> right. like now what <laughs> right I didn't somebody do that, do that so in a, much in I would a, do that so much didn't Anna Bright do that one time I she's like know. showing a referee that it wasn't a footfall like and it oh, clearly yeah, wasn't it, she got called on a push-off yeah she took like multiple steps oh you know what she actually challenged it too didn't she she challenged, she challenged it. it they sc like royally screw up the challenge yeah. somehow it was plain Damn. as day you could see it and somehow they looked at the tape and couldn't couldn't tell but yeah right wild yikes I wonder if I wonder if refs are like don't want to make themselves look bad by overturning themselves if they make an initial call and then they're constantly having to go to the challenge and, and reverse their own call but i don't know right right you have to stand by it for sure yeah um, like i'm i would imagine you know i've never been in a room where they're like giving refs the overview of how to handle a match but i would imagine that that is part of the conversation like once you make your call you stick to it and there's no arbitration right you don't give at all because that 
opens a door for players to complain to you all the time right and try and convince you of you know whatever they believe yeah yeah i definitely think that even if you're if, even if you make the wrong call you probably get just kind of double down yeah. like baseball umpires do yeah. it all the time and then yeah, it ends yeah, right. up, we need some like ejection videos like somebody's <laughs> just got to get up in their face and yeah start yelling at them john <laughs> all right I'll what's put the, it, i'll put it on the list for what's the most pissed off you've ever been at a ref yeah you seem like a pretty even keel guy have you ever got pretty pissed on the court and uh yeah, nine think, like, fifty-eight Adam. yesterday morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just. Gonna say, <laughs> I, I may have had a hundred and fifty-foot paddle throw yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, I can't remember a specific time of being mad at a ref. Um, no, I can't think of anything specific. Oh, I actually, did have one this weekend. What was that call? I don't even remember now, but like, it's usually pretty like, you know, I'll plead my case for 10 seconds and then move on. Like, I'm not right. going to, I'm not just going to like go on and on about it. So yeah. Um, never goes through your head. I'm going to pull up the live stream on my phone right now. No, I'm, that would come to my head every single time. <laughs> the only thing worse, it would be like, okay, you pull up the live stream and then you're like, you're doing the little, you know, cursor back and forth and you realize, oh shit, they're oh, right. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's one that'd be by the way you marked that one yeah there you go 20 bucks um so i have i have an opinion as i normally do like i think that we rely too much on the certification level of a referee and i think i've said this before but i don't care how certified a ref i don't care if they're a level one a level two or level three a level seven whatever I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, neither did there I. There are different levels of... Is that just number of matches you've I think called? So. Yes. Yeah. So it's like experience. Right. All I care about from a player perspective is do they see, like, do they are they going to call foot faults? And, like, as an added bonus, can they hear? <laughs> and, <laughs> like, I would actually, legitimately, I would rather the referee know almost nothing about pickleball, but can will actually see the ball in or out that's the main thing like all the players for the most part know the rules know the rule book like pretty well at least mm -hmm. or well enough and if there's a real big rules dispute we're gonna go to the head referee anyway regardless of how certified the person on the court is like i just think we need you know i think they probably need to get paid more and we need to have better refs so are you without really saying it are you are you making an, an an age thing here uh i mean highly correlated yeah <laughs> okay. i don't care how old you are as long as you can see and hopefully hear as well got it and yeah those those skills deteriorate over time Fair. so you can be 100 but if you if you have eagle eyes i don't care yeah so i don't know thoughts on that glad we cleared that up so we don't get canceled for uh ageism right fair yeah so yeah if we get canceled for ageism first out of all the other things that i've said <laughs> like all right <laughs> um thoughts on that i mean yeah i think that's fair uh i don't know how, how would you say that pertains to the to the situation that you brought up with megan well i mean i think the situation with with megan that's probably just a rules thing when you played college tennis did they have 
the system of the overrule system where there's point penalties? Not yet. I think it was actually just coming into place like when I was finishing because it was being so blatantly like abused, you know, like if no one was around, people just make calls, you know, so I think they were starting to implement that stuff towards the end of my college career. Yeah. So what, tennis what did is, you play? Uh, we didn't really have that in, at least in division three. Um, but what tennis has already sort of gone through this with players calling their own lines. If there's nobody around or a referee that's not going to to make an an overturn, there should there is no penalty for calling every single rally ending shot out. Other than, you know, obviously people are going to crap on you on the internet. But when you have the rare person that doesn't care what anybody else thinks and only wants to win. If you are somebody who only wants to win and cares about nothing else, every single time the rally ends, you should call the ball out because there are no repercussions for doing so. And sometimes the referee won't be able to overrule you. And so in tennis, cheating was a was a huge problem, still is, but they implemented a system where the first time you're overruled by a referee on your line call, you get a warning. The second time you're overruled, you get a point penalty. The third time you're overruled, you get a game. Fourth time, I think, is set. And fifth time, I believe, is the match. Mm -hmm. And I think there probably needs to be some form of of repercussions for getting overruled so many times. Yeah, I would agree with that. The only issue is there has to be a more, you know, going back to what we just talked about, there has to be a more uh, surefire way for the ref to know. Right. Because now you talk about like what happened with Roscoe, like if he makes a call, which is a legitimate call, and then the ref overrules him, and now he's getting penalized twice because he's losing a point he should have won, and then he's getting whatever penalty for being overruled incorrectly, that's that's that sucks twice. You know, so I think in order to implement a system like that, you'd have to have some sort of replay to be sure that the call's right and then you can say okay there's a penalty in place if you get it wrong yeah which i think was what we were doing at mlp correct i mean it was after like the free challenges yeah, yeah. but tennis doesn't have the same thing at the college level there's no there's no replay there it's all referee discretion and the referees are going to screw it up badly but what are the odds of the referees like making three bad calls all in the other person's favor and you getting penalized like yeah yeah i see that if, you, if you're talking multiple times you know if you're talking like two three four times in a match then odds are that some sort of pattern is is occurring and you know there's there's something going on there so. yeah so roscoe got hosed on that one call but he i mean he called everything fair the entire match and so getting hosed once shouldn't be a, a problem for him yeah. You know, somebody else who's playing Megan Fudge getting overruled four times. Yeah, that's a that's a problem. So what do you think it should be? One free one, then a point? Yeah, maybe one free one. Loss of. Uh, so the, the jump from point to game, I think, is really big in pickleball. So I think maybe one free one. The second time is either a loss of serve if you're serving or loss of timeout mm -hmm. then the third time being point 
fourth time game. Because a game doesn't mean as much in tennis as it does in pickleball. Yeah, I guess you could. Could you do multiple points? You could. You could do like flying effect. Yeah, you could do like three points, whatever. Yeah, sure. So was this tournament an outlier? Has this been sort of like a building issue? In terms of the line calls? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is only one. Like, as far as we know, this is just this situation with Megan, correct? It's not like there was like multiple matches with multiple bad calls. Um, But it has kind of all surrounded around one person, more or less. I don't know. In your experience, is there... I don't think it's like a rampant problem among. I haven't had major. I haven't had a match I could personally think of. Uh, maybe one that that I had a name names. Like this. Oh yeah, which which match would that happen to be, John? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe someone you were talking smack about at MLP. Hmm. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's so long That's ago. Just... I I kind of want to. It was. It was in uh, PPA um, Atlanta in 2022, semifinals. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember that one. Gotcha. It was only twice, but they were both overruled by the ref. And they're both like at, at big points in the third game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not like, um, it's not, that's the only time it's ever happened. And, who knows if that even affected the outcome, you know? So. Sure, sure. It does seem like I'm I'm actually somewhat surprised that we haven't seen the line calls continue to get worse. Like, it seems like people, for the most part, other than a select few, are not blatantly cheating, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, it's been my experience of, I don't know, most of the people that I that I know on on the tour are people that I like and people that I hang out with and people that I think are good people. And so I don't know. I mean, yeah, but that's, that's part of it too, right? Like the relationships, the close community kind of to a degree keeps people in line as a sport grows and new faces come in, mm-hmm. you know, there'll be less concern with that. It'll yeah, only to... be the court of public opinion on like Twitter, right? And if you don't care about that, then and there's no repercussions, you know, it's to your advantage to uh, just err on the side of calling something out. It is tough when you have to say this, see the same people week after week, and these are people you hang out with and spend time with and travel with, whatever, you know. So it's I don't think it's in anyone's best interest to make a bunch of enemies, right? Fair. But, like you said, that as the game gets bigger and you've got hundreds of pros and, you know, maybe that'll change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Well, I'm glad that it hasn't become rampant. Like there's always some, some you know, questionable calls at important piece at important times, but generally I'm not getting hooked like five times a match. But have you ever had any like really bad ones that you can think of? Um. I mean, yeah, I've been hooked plenty of of times. Uh, I've never had like a somebody's hooked me five times in a match type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully it stays that way. And I do think there's something to it, like having to 
you know, in junior tennis or in college tennis, in college tennis, you play this team once per year and, you know, you, you got to see the person once per year. Mm-hmm. If you hook somebody in pro pickleball, like you got to look them in the eye tomorrow right. <laughs> and then the next weekend. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then you might be paired up with them on an MLP team. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, you got to interact with these people a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to make make too many enemies out there for sure. Um, so. Susanna and Megan take down Paris and Simone for the first time for their first gold over them. Um, they've won some golds, but never in a tournament with Paris and Simone. Paris and Simone um, were, I think, undefeated on the on the APP tour this year. Any, uh, you mentioned that you had watched some of that and the and the interview and like. There were some weird vibes out there. I don't know. I watched a little bit. There were weird vibes. Did you did you catch any of this, Thomas? Yeah, like the post. I actually went back and just watched the post match interview because I heard it was sort of odd, right? But it just to me looks like Simone's been struggling with injuries for a while now, right? And it's it's getting to her. And after a loss, it got to her even more, and it sort of built. And yeah, there was definitely like I was trying to see if there was any sort of tension between Simone and Paris specifically, but I really couldn't tell, but yeah, definitely something was off with, with Simone. It was a, an odd interview and she sort of cut herself off because it looked like she was starting to get emotional, but I think it's just like the toll, the wear and tear of she's been touring for so long and she's just trying to stay healthy to keep going. That's how I interpreted it. I didn't know if there was anything else beyond that. Yeah. I happened to see the interview just like, almost in a bubble. Like I didn't watch any of the match or anything else. And right. somehow I like happened to turn it on at the time the interview happened. And I was extremely confused because I, I just assumed that like something happened in the match that right. it pissed her off or what, because like she was asked a pretty like normal, normal, neutral question. And then she just kind of went off on a tangent. Right. And so I don't know, did, did something happen in the match? Like, was there a specific in match injury that prompted all that? Yeah, so they Simone and and Paris were up pretty big in game three against Alex and Vivian Glosman and Alex Trung and Vivian Glosman and um, I think they're up. They start coming back a little bit. I think it's like ten, ten four, ten five, something or another. And Paris and Simone like fought over a middle ball and clunked. You know, I think Paris may have smacked her hand on it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you know she didn't look she didn't look great for the rest of that match it looked like it shook her more like mentally than than physically even yeah but i was wondering like back to what you said did it <clears throat> i got a sense in the interview that she was like pissed off at paris yeah was like, that really was that like i couldn't tell i mean i don't know like yeah, I don't so know. <clears throat> going into this weird tension i agree i don't know yeah, go going into mlp it's like you know most of the people uh, making predictions, giving their analysis, were like, yeah, Simone and Paris aren't going to do well. So there's a lot of pressure on them. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that well, right? They haven't lost an APP up to this point. They're coming off of that poor performance uh, in Atlanta. And for the first time, they don't take home the gold. Uh, they got double dipped, right? They Which did. is another, it's just like salt in the wound, right? Mm-hmm. The worst way to lose. Um, so I could see all of those things just compounding. And again, with Simone's injuries over and over again, like I, I feel like it was just kind of one of those moments where 
it all came to the forefront. And but this, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this interview is not, this interview is after, it was, after it was they, not after the gold medal match. It was after they won their winner's bracket match. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. So they had, there was another very strange interview after <clears throat> the, uh, after they lost the gold medal match as well. Huh. I didn't see any of that one. Um, similar vibe. No, it how was. Are the vibes? <laughs> how are the vibes? The vibes were off. The vibes were definitely off. Um, I don't know why the vibes were off, but they were off. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I wonder. You know, she pretty willingly brought up the retirement thing and right. talking about how, how you know, she's one injury away from from, you know, she, at forty whatever she is, she doesn't recovered nearly as well mm-hmm. john does john's just a beast <laughs> <laughs> can you believe this guy's what are you like 42 43 43 holy shit wild right oh, yeah just a lot of stretching that's the key i think there it is you do a lot of glute workouts too huh yeah yeah sure. you can <laughs> <laughs> me and brendan long <laughs> Best male booties in pickleball for sure. <laughs> yeah, hold on, I actually have a list in my notes. Okay, yeah. What is it? Who's best? This is the stuff that people want to hear. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this, this is the stuff. Anyway, yeah. yeah so I actually had so um, we were in New York for a uh, fives practice, and we were practicing at Lifetime, and a guy came up to me and said. I think he was like the pro at Lifetime or something, but he mentioned that like he likes my videos or he's like, you know, wanted your, to get a picture and mentioned that he liked my, yeah, exactly. <laughs> likes my YouTube videos. And he said his wife really likes my YouTube videos. And then, so we we're playing and he comes over and shows me a text and his wife had texted him. Is his butt actually as good in person? As <laughs> <laughs> so I got a kick out of that. Yeah, if there's one thing you're uh, you're known for, I guess. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> I didn't. This was news to me that when it happened. But so yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Well, we'll have to make the list for next time. Best butts in pickleball. Um, you're a front runner, John. <laughs> <laughs> so workouts. Yeah. Viori. dot com slash the dink. Twenty percent off your first purchase. Free shipping on seventy five on orders seventy five dollars or over. Wow, I really had to rack the brain for that one, even though we've done this a million times. I've got this. Um, I don't even know what model this is, but super soft, um, different color than I usually am just wearing like black or navy. But I think it's a pretty cool color. You're just repping the V today. You're repping the V hard. I'm sending it. You know what? I wore that same blue one basically every podcast we've done. So I was right. like, I'm going to change it up. Yeah. You can't really quite – the microphone was in the way. It's a big V that stands for Viore. Mm-hmm. I love it. Viore.com slash the dink. Um, but, yeah, and it'll be it'll be weird to see a pickleball world without Simone, right? She she did say – what was it last year? That 2022 was going to be her last year, mm-hmm. I yeah, believe. she retired. Immediately when she did that, I think we wrote a blog. I was like, she's not retired. Like, she's definitely Was she actually gone for any period of time? I thought she just announced that it was going to be her last year. Yeah, yeah, right. Never, yeah, yeah. It was like the Derek Jeter. This is going to be my last year, and then she played a full year. Yeah, and then she just. I think everyone it. knew that wasn't actually going to happen. Right, right. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, well, moving along. Our boys Scarpa and Dow had a really good tournament until they didn't. <laughs> until they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> until they didn't. Do you think there's ever been an O and O pro gold final? No, the only actually, I was thinking about this. I know the 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 Matt Wright one, Matt Wright, Jeff Warnick, right? Yeah. But that wasn't a that wasn't a final. But it was like a quarter. Or it might have been a winner's bracket final or something. Um, yeah, before. you might be right. Um, that was the only other one that came to mind that I could ever remember. Because I remember when that happened, thinking like, oh, and oh, and a pro match is just wild outside of like a first round random, you know. Right. Uh, to have a gold medal match be that is, yeah, I don't know how that's possible. And especially because Anderson's so consistent and like he rarely misses and Greg's got such a backhand counter. I, I couldn't like fathom a situation where he doesn't just like counter one ball for a point or something but yeah i would have i would like to see that match i can't find it anymore i think it was on tv right, yeah, right. I, think it, I think they had switched to cbs sports for that so i didn't see it either that's absolutely so that probably wild. plays in their favor that no one actually saw it but yeah they should just say that they just retired yeah <laughs> they, they didn't actually play the match but that is that's wild especially scarpa and dow played such a good tournament they beat everybody their only two losses were to andre and and yeah, which Nunnery. they were three with them the first time they played them it took a game off of them, so in the in the main draw, so. So we're we're calling this they uh, shit the bed. It's not Nunnery and Andre's dominance. I don't know. I will tell you that Andre was playing with the new Selkirk paddle that's about to come out. He is. Wait, he, Andre I, was or Rob? Oh, no, I'm sorry, sorry, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob. Yeah, blue and, and black uh, one. Yeah, the thing. And cool. Andre's all proton these days. He seemed yeah, to right. be playing really well with it. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, paddle's not going to make that much of a difference, but Rob play, was playing really well. So. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Well, good for them that wasn't done on uh, on a YouTube stream or something. Um, kind of sucks. They, they played a really good tournament, a lot of good wins. And that's probably the only thing that, that anybody's going to say about it. I know. That's pretty that's, – that's frustrating for sure. I just wonder, what, uh, what quote was Andre – looking at that morning before that final <laughs> what is the backstory with that do you know andre yeah and his whole like quote thing is is he just have like someone running a social media account that he he puts those and then no. picking up on it or john none of us have anybody running <laughs> social media accounts andre has just decided hey look this stuff is working for me i love all these quotes i want to share them with Very, people yeah, yeah 17 times per day got it um he spends a lot of time on socials. Yeah. Wow. Well, so. All right. That makes sense. I, I got to admit a crime we committed. Apparently, we weren't following him on Twitter. So that's fixed. Uh, but yeah, he's. he's uh, Just remember where that follow button is. He's. I don't. That one's over my head. For when, you know, when it gets a little old. <laughs> <laughs> the unfollow. Yeah. Follow, follow turns into unfollow. <laughs> right. When it's like rifling off <laughs> quotes back to back to back. I didn't notice it for the longest time. And then I actually started noticing people like making memes or jokes about it and, and stuff. And then I kind of picked up on it. But I, be must bold. Have, I must not have been following either. If you're going to make an error, make a doozy and don't be afraid to hit the ball. Billy Jean King. That was 41 minutes ago. 45 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> Work like you don't need the money. Love like you've never been hurt. Dance like nobody's watching. Satchel Page. Okay. 48 minutes ago. <laughs> Start where you are. Use what you have. Do what you can. Arthur Ashe. He's just retweeting. He's quote tweeting over and over again the same picture of himself. Mm -hmm. 
the idea is not to block every shot. The idea is to make your opponent believe that you might block every shot. How many minutes ago was that? That was uh, 51 minutes ago. Oh, my goodness. 53 minutes ago. (laughs) I think that at the start of a game, you're always playing to win. And then maybe if you're ahead late in the game, you start playing not to lose. The true competitors, though, are the ones who always play to win, Tom Brady. Okay, hold on. How many tweets does he have? Because he's 56 minutes ago, 58 minutes ago. Um, and so, yeah, okay, that closes that. How many total tweets does he have so far? I have no idea. Like across that. his account? <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. Well, let me take a look. Because yeah, he's only maybe. had his Twitter for maybe like a month. <laughs> look at this Yeah, one. those are the ones that crack me up. <laughs> oh, wait, you can't see how many the tweets. The one where he's literally in front of a whiteboard, like pondering in front of a quote, his own quote. Talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence wins championships. Michael Jordan, and then Andre Deescu. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's Great. like the Michael Scott thing. Yeah. What a um, goat. Jamie put that in there. Jamie dropped that in. Um, no, I think he was like doing inspirational quotes and then realized everyone was just eating it up because it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then he just leaned into he it. He doubled yeah. down. What you got to do? You got to double down on what double works. Down. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. He's a gem. He has uh, like the weirdest collection of paddles though. Every paddle he uses is like some crazy color combination. This is true. He had those, what was it, Warriors before? Or Vikings. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got the Protons. Mm-hmm. He was with well, he was with Selkirk before that. Before that, right? yeah. Well, the Viking was just notable because it was basically dirty yellow. And We got to love that. Yeah. So um, anything else from APP? Oh, I guess we got Roscoe. Our boy Roscoe Bellamy made a made his first final, and Jonathan uh, Medina Alvarez won his first title. Mm-hmm. Can I read what you put on the sheet here? Sure. Gets absolutely shit on by a ref. Try <laughs> 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 to expand? No, that was, the just, that was the yeah. Roscoe calls the ball out when it's like two inches outside the line, and the ref just took a dump on. Him. <laughs> He said that was in. <laughs> and Roscoe, he handled it pretty well, though. Like he's just like, just going like that, and then just kind of like felt like moved on. But. Roscoe dealt with that as well as anybody could possibly yeah. deal with that. Yeah. Like, I would have been contributing a lot to the San swear jar had, <laughs> had I been out there. <laughs> well, I didn't notice uh, what point of the match did that happen? Like at a pretty big moment in the match. I think it was 8-6 in game one with um, Jonathan serving. So that puts him at 9-6 in game one, where it should have been 6-8 side out. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that stuff matters. But really, at that point, what are you going to do other than just move on? Wasn't like match point or anything. That'd be brutal. But, hey, he made it up. He got onto SportsCenter's top 10 with the, the nasty reverse backhand ATP have you seen this shot? Yeah, I saw it very briefly. I, was, sent it, I, I happened to be watching it. Because it was like a and, slap. And saw like, it yeah. live, like and I sent it to you guys almost immediately because it was pretty sick. It was yeah. basically the tomahawk, yeah. except off of the bounce and around the post. Wait, okay, and he made it look of, really easy, too. Speaking of tomahawks, you've got this thing now, which, by the way, I really like. You should keep doing it. After you hit a tomahawk, you do this. Like, at a <laughs> point, I noticed you started doing that. I love it. 
I did, it, did once. it once and it I did it once. Be, right? No, yeah. you, you did it. You did it a couple times. I've like did multiple I? clips of you. Yeah. Well, that's my thing now. Yeah. Make it your thing. <laughs> it will only happen after I hit them in. <laughs> should I still, should I double down? Even yeah. when I miss it, be like, yep, I still did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll send people, it. People don't have like, you know, in basketball, you you hit a three. It's like icy. They do this. Or yeah, yeah. Like they do. You know, they've got these things that they all do. Like, there's none of those in pickleball. Like, we need more of that. I like, agree. Swag. Every time you hit a Tommy winner, you just got to hold the pose and just do yeah. that. <laughs> it goes like this. It's like do you think? Hands. Do you think I should do the Tommy one, or do you think I should do reset button midpoint? <laughs> What's that? We've been playing, playing. Uh, so Brandon French, who is a goat not for his pickleball abilities but for his mouthing off abilities right. while playing pickleball he just has the best one-liner like he actually is the one that kind of came up with the tomahawk um or at least like pitched it to john and i a couple years ago and is that not a warnick thing well warnick uses the same grip all the time i think in order for it to be a tomahawk you have to change your grip to okay to to do i like it move the goalposts a little bit so you get more credit i like that no, I, I'm giving credit to Frenchie. <laughs> yeah, okay. But like... Um, no, I'd agree with that. Warnick, like, that's just how he plays. Right. So you can't really call it a specific shot because it's just... That's just his backhand. That's yeah. the way he hits backhands. Yeah. Where, where's he been? He's reading meters out in LA. <laughs> yeah. Last time I saw him was... He's a professional walker. He was at MLP San Clemente. Yeah. Talking talking shit. Yeah, he wasn't he part of the Miami team or something like that? Yeah. Like, he didn't play, obviously. Yeah. But... He had some pretty good ones. Yeah. Okay, back to the reset button. <clears throat> anyway, the reset button. Oh, so somebody smashes a ball at you, and in the middle of the point, Frenchie, if he resets it in the kitchen, he'll just be like, reset button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I've embraced it because most of my content comes from him. And uh, and so, but I've added to it, if somebody smashes a ball at me in rec play and I reset it perfectly, I'll go button and then just hold the pose there until they're about <laughs> to hit the next shot. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm just dead still while everybody else is playing. You People did, are like, you did some something to something like that to me when we were playing over with Maurice and pickleball will. Or maybe you called my shot out, and then for like two points in a row, he's just keeping his. <laughs> I did do that. Right, too. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen all these antics plenty of times. I get to test them out on the on the Stop Alzheimer's Now court. It's yeah. great. What's going to be your signature move, Johnny? Hmm. I don't know. You well, got anything good? I don't. Well, I, personally, what, I, I don't know. I don't if, even know what like. <laughs> I don't even know what shots I'm good at. <laughs> Personally, my favorite is when somebody hits you a really, really difficult shot and you like are barely getting to it <laughs> and you go around the post and you get so mad at yourself and you go, that's so easy. But it's like legitimately one of the hardest shots of the I, entire I day. That all, I do say that a lot. He'll miss. I, but I'm, <clears throat> I'm of the mindset that like if you get a paddle on a potential ATP, you should make it every time. Like it's, it's not that hard. If you're there and you you put your paddle on it, like you should be able to just like bump it across the net. So they are they are so easy, <laughs> <laughs> so easy. All right. Um, okay. So next uh, next piece of news was the Bryan brothers have announced that they are. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what they announced. <laughs> They're playing pickleball, looking for an MLP is that PPA official? deal. Last no, I heard, it's it not was, official. Okay, it's like they're trying to get the they're trying talks. to figure out the deal. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I just heard it in the Dink newsletter, so I'll just take that with a grain of salt next time. <laughs> Do you not remember <laughs> me bringing it up on the last episode with Rachel? 
No, I wasn't listening. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, nothing new. Uh, but yeah, no, it's not official. They're just like working on, they're trying to figure out like how they would make it happen. I think they're working primarily with major league pickleball. But the thing with that is like, you know, the idea is they're going to play together. Yeah. In major league pickleball, you can't exactly yeah, ensure that that happens. That could unless, be a problem. That's... Like the GMs and the owners are like, yeah, we want them both. And you like come to a, an agreement that way. But then, you know, especially in the early innings, that's going to be a massive risk. Like, <laughs> They got to they got to train a lot before they get to a point. But I think their goal is like, yeah, they're going to put in 100 percent effort. They're going to train day in, day out. And they want to get like a documentary. They actually said that? Them. Yeah, really? Yeah. And um, Cause that, you see you see so many tennis players like clips of them playing or whatever. I don't know that I've ever seen a clip of them play pickleball. Mm-hmm. Right. Have you? Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I haven't. No, no. Mm-mm. So I kind of thought that they just weren't interested or whatever. But it's it'd be cool. It'd be great if they did. Yeah. Do you think they'll – I just have a super hard time believing that anybody, any of these guys is going to grind. Like I, obviously I they're too. so talented, but they've made they've made so much money. They've played on such bigger stages. Like what else is in it for them? I don't think they need the money. I don't think that they need the glory. Like, Well, the only thing I could think of is, I mean, they got to where they were probably because they're – super competitive and they Mm -hmm. hate losing and you know did what they had to do to become great players in tennis so that competitiveness competitiveness carries over like you don't just lose that you know if they actually start playing and they're going out and like losing to more kind of long-term pickleball players or people who they maybe see as not as accomplished as themselves that would piss them off yeah for and they sure. probably like get fired up for about sure. it and the competitive juices kick in and they right. get better right yeah they're pure competitors <clears throat> yeah yeah so are you betting betting on them being better than a donald young um like sam query oh yeah for obviously sure. <laughs> i mean the skill set is like their hands i mean they're they're they can like in essence, like reset a tennis ball, like a, a guy will hit like a hundred mile an hour four at him, forehand at him, and they, they could just like drop volley it over. Right. So those are skills that your Donald Young and Sam Queries as, as tennis, as singles players probably didn't possess. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think they'd be more, more on like a Jack, uh, Jack Sock level. Do you think they'll be? Do you think their skill sets better or worse suited than Jack Sock? Like age, let's say they're the same age, right? And obviously they're a little bit older than they're they're considerably older than than Jack. Who do you think's game is better for pickleball, the Bryans or Jack? I think we've talked about this before, but I think Jack has like the perfect game for pickleball because he played doubles. He is a sick volleyer. He's got great hands. He's super like one step explosive meaning cover a lot of ground and like one big movement um but more than anything even as a tennis player he was insanely wristy Mm -hmm. you know and just like he made a tennis racket look like a pickleball paddle the way he could just like snap it around so that that kind of wristiness if you can just kind of flick your shots like that i think is what maybe the brian brothers will not have a skill that they won't have that he does have he he's probably the most <clears throat> successful doubles player to have come over and played 
pro pickleball, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. When you look at the other players, part of what's missing is that like doubles game, the ability at the net. So in that sense, you would say, so maybe the Bryan brothers would be better suited because really the only glimpse of that we've seen is a Jack Sock and he's obviously very good or has a huge upside. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Bryan brothers who are double specialists. Martin was in. a top 30 doubles player, right? Mm -hmm. I believe he's so. Made a, he's made a pretty good, pretty quick transition. Yeah. But you could also argue that Jack Sock could have been a better doubles player than Bob or Mike Bryan. He His won. primary he focus won. was singles. So, like, he played very little doubles events, but when he did, he always did quite well. That's true. Yeah. And he won one with one of the Bryan brothers. He did. One of yeah, the, yeah, when one of them was injured, the other. Yeah. yeah, he probably could have been. He probably could have been a top five world ranked doubles player if he only played that and committed to that. First, I, I personally, I think he would have been the best doubles player in the world yeah. if, he, if he had just if he had committed to it. Yeah, I agree. And found a partner that like right, that's you can really thing. play with. Mm -hmm. Like Brian Bros, righty lefty, they're brothers. They have probably better chemistry than anybody ever in like any sport. And uh, I don't know. I think they have a lot. Like if I'm I'm the guy who's saying that yeah, they could be the next Johns Bros, or they could face like those are the reasons why I would like I would put in favor of that that argument, right? Like I think they have a lot going for them. Mm -hmm. Did they play forehands in or forehands out? They played opposite, didn't they? Did they do something weird? I don't remember. <clears throat> yeah, I don't remember. Gotcha. I would assume they would in pickleball. Yeah, they did. I'm not convinced on that. No? I'm not convinced that forehands in at the pro level is, is the only go-to. Because so many people struggle, like... Like, think about Thomas Wilson on the right side. When his forehand is out wide, he can attack so so well from out there, mm -hmm. right? And if you have a righty on the left side, you're attacking with your backhand. And most people don't have great backhand attacks. They have good backhand out of the air. Right. But to have somebody who can take a lefty forehand off the bounce from up there. Also, think about, like, you know, there are some people who have just really strong backhands i don't want to speed it up through the middle to annalee's backhand right like i'm not 100 percent convinced that 10 years from now there aren't some forehand out or forehand yeah forehand out teams like a lefty righty flipped yeah i can see i mean that's one of the most difficult positions to be in in pickleball is if someone has a, a dead bounced ball to the outside because they can go line, they can go across your body, and they have a lot of options. Um, like you said, you're, you're kind of giving up the, I think it's harder to attack out of the air with your forehand. Mm -hmm. So to maybe reach in and take a ball out of the air that you could get if your backhand was on the outside, maybe you're giving up a little bit. So there's a trade-off, I think, depending on what your skill set is and what you're, what you're good at. Um, you know, so, but I would agree. I think you could, there's a, there's, there's a case to be made for that. Yeah. When Stefan ends up on the, on the left side every now and then in playing against him, it's weird just having a lefty straight in front of you, like when they're on the left side, then, then you just hit to his backhand and he's in shambles. <laughs> <laughs>
Love you, Stefan. Well, do you think that like so? What, what do you what is weird about it? The fact that he's getting a forehand on the outside that bothers you. Yeah, it might just be different patterns, right? <clears throat> you just don't ever see it. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Well, raining shit back in. <laughs> <laughs> Major League Pickleball. It is shuffle draft week. Um. Obviously, the the premier teams are are pretty locked in. I would assume that people are going to try and make some some trades, but there can't really be there's no dropping in premier level. Um any I've never understood why that is. Yeah, neither do I. But um I think it's probably has something to do with the contracts that we we had signed with MLP and Yeah, I guess so. Um so the mad drops I think are going to have to drop Brooke Buckner because I believe she's just can't play. She's pregnant mm-hmm. um, for the next event. And they have the first pick, right? And they finished last. So they would have the the first pick. Who are you taking in that spot? Pretty obvious. Yeah. Allison, Allison Harris. Yeah. Um, what about Florida? Florida Smash. They're up next. They've got Colin Schick and Dominique Schaefer both at the near the bottom of the the uh, the player standings. Um, I think most likely. I don't know what the rules are. It used to be you could only drop one, or I don't know if you can make multiple moves now. But I would think if they could only do one, they'd probably have to <clears throat> address Dominique first. I think. I've I've played some with Colin or played some against him, and I think like he's. You can see it's there and it's, mm-hmm. it's coming, and obviously the skill set's there. Like he's got a lot of offense and a lot of like um, ability, but he just got to figure out some of the nuance. And um, I think the other issue is I think he probably prefers the left, and obviously Brendan prefers the left, and Brendan doesn't like to give up the left. So I think that was maybe you know an issue with the construction of that team from the beginning. But I still think he maybe has more upside right now than uh, I think Dominique will probably take a little longer to get her where she needs to be, at least in doubles. Yeah, I guess I, I would assume that they picked Colin for the for the upside, not where he was in July. And I guess if that's the, the rationale, you probably got to stick with him there potentially. But I don't know. Who do you think is who do you think is at the top of the list? Obviously, there's Allison Harris for, on the female side, but guys who are you picking up as a GM? I mean, <clears throat> the big snub for everybody was obviously Callen and Pat Smith, but Pat already got picked up. Mm-hmm. I think Callen kind of makes sense with that team if, you know, he's a he's a solid right side player. He's a good like setup player. Brendan likes to be the kind of alpha and and create the offense on a team, and so Callen could be the kind of like play that setup role um but yeah i don't know i don't know i guess i don't really know who else is out there stop <laughs> pan to me i'm just trying to create some content over <laughs> god anything for attention <laughs> i'm taking my boy altoff okay mad drops okay so here's the, here's what we do <clears throat> for the mad drops we got to bro- drop brooke buckner right you pick up allison harris with the first one you can also Drop Jordan Kinney. 
and then you have Altoff. That puts Gabe and Altoff together. Allison Harris is on that team. So would that and be like a, McMillan. that would be like a second time around, right? It would be a they second would have to time. Go all around. the way through and then come back around. And if no one got Altoff, then they could do that mm-hmm. technically. So that would put your mixed teams <clears throat> as Gabe and Olivia, or Gabe and Allison, and Altoff and the other one mm-hmm. as well as Gabe and Altoff and I think Gabe has the best the best game to to cover like a good 60% of the court with Altoff like I think that's probably the best challenger level one of the best challenger level that would be a teams. tough team for sure yeah that'd be a that'd be a very good team um I'm still high on Altoff, and the hype factor. The hype factor is is I mean, 100 there. Absolutely massive in MLP. Like, yeah, I mean that stuff matters. Like, the hype factor, the energy, even the fans. You know, like, like for the fives, we had a pretty good, a pretty good following of fans, and like you could tell the teams that we played were visibly annoyed with like the let's go fives chance, and you know that that stuff matters, even if it's only one or two points a game that you are like in the other team's head because they're annoyed or thinking about something a fan said, a lot of these MLP games are decided by a point or two, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of margins, like that stuff matters. So yeah, for sure. All toss energy is. It's unparalleled. Unparalleled. <laughs> I wish I had that energy. Can you imagine? <laughs> That there was no uh, osmosis to you from all those years you played with him. It's uh maybe I learned and maybe I brought it last MLP, but uh, you did bring it last MLP. That's for sure. Yeah, I was you I was had, fired up. Moments. I was riled up. <laughs> Altoff, you know, he's got a great hit, great hip thrust, but he's never shimmied on the court. It's true. And yeah, so I've got a one up on him. Maybe that's your new move. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's, the, maybe shimmy. it's the shimmy. I did. I learned it from Carlos. That's true. <laughs> I learned it. We practiced that at Sean's court too. Yeah. Thomas, you good over there? Like, what's going on? I'm trying okay. to find the fan <laughs> questions that we had for John, but I lost them. Oh, so damn. I hate when that happens. Issue. Um, All right. Well, we'll just keep carrying until then. But so, I have, well, I have a pretty important question. So okay. in Vegas this weekend, my little brother and I are playing four or five. Mm-hmm. We're also going to be playing Zane two on one. I think we'll play what? One game to 11, maybe? What do you think our shot is? Who do you think who do you think wins that? I've never seen you play pickleball before, I don't think. Oh, I've got a what fun you clip for you're... you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just posted it yesterday. What's your what's your duper? What would you say your level is? Oh, the duper is a touchy subject. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a bad Okay. I was I think it was like three eight until like six five months ago or something. Zane said on a recent pod, what'd you say? I don't remember. I say a lot of shit. <laughs> what do you mean? Five two. Yeah, he said. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Two. Okay. All right. Here's a here's a video of his his forehand. Jamie, drop it in. In Vegas this weekend, four five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes into this is the funniest part. He goes into talking about how like yeah, I was using a new paddle. I just didn't come over it enough. It didn't it didn't grab quite as much. I was mm-hmm. like oh. So if you had a little bit more spin, that yeah. one wouldn't have gone over the fence. <laughs> All right. Um, so now that you have some uh, some data, <laughs> and, your bro- and your brother's now. around the same level. Yeah, he's like four out of four or five. <clears throat> Ooh. Yeah, I'd I'd give a heavy heavy edge to Zane. Really? Yeah. 
Really? Uh-huh. All right. Interesting. Um, We're playing for a hundred bucks. We're gonna stream it too. So that'll be that'll be fun. I did a on, on my YouTube channel, I did like a, a series where I where I started at four oh and did two on ones, like progressively going to higher levels yeah. until I lost. Yeah. And wait, you started at four oh? Started at four oh. Yeah. So four oh, four five were pretty pretty they're pretty routine games. Um I played two five O's that were legit five O's. They they won gold at like nineteen plus um Hilton Head. Like one of them played college tennis for Notre Dame. And it was close, but I beat them mm -hmm. and then I lost to like five fives. I lost to Neil and Jerry. Okay. Did they but help it you? Was, <laughs> <laughs> but it was nine nine in game one. Yeah. Damn. So like I would say, based on what I'm hearing, I would say you're in a similar camp to like, mm -hmm. you know, the the two that I played that are right. five O's. Um, so, well, it won't be our first but, two on but one. But what is pro. what is important is how you play. Right. No, 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 no. Don't if, give them any secrets. Don't they, give them any if secrets. If those two five O's would have played me correctly, they would have beat me easily. Right. 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 Did all the wrong things. Yeah. Well, I mean, I almost beat Zane in singles. I pretty much did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay sure i know zane's game perfect there is a very you tell me what's your strategy and then i'll um, shake my head and tell you if you're right or wrong <laughs> what is my strategy i don't oh I boy don't, i don't know good. if we have a strategy perfect um, <laughs> yeah we gotta we gotta put some thought into it so we played two on one versus jay to and we won that pretty convincingly it was like 11 three or 11 two um did you so just, that gives did you just decided to start the hands battle with him what's that <laughs> what <laughs> um so it, it does take a specific skill set to be good at two-on-one as well like as the one player it's like i don't think all singles players are automatically going to be good at two-on-one mm -hmm. but you it matters how if he knows you know i assume he knows this like Right. He's obviously going to know like what he's trying to do. And yeah. it's going to be a matter of if you can like neutralize that or not. Right, right, right. right. <clears throat> yeah. 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 I've trained. Yeah. I did a lot of this yeah. back in back yeah. in Wisconsin. I think the one thing you can't do is like because there's only one person on the court, it looks like there's a ton of open court all the time. So you, you end up rushing the point. So the one thing we want to do is just like pick our moments and be a little more patient versus yeah. trying to hit winners and forcing it. Hundred percent. Everyone thinks, oh, like they see space. There's all this right. space here. I'm just going to hit it past you, and then you know, wrong. That yeah, that's that, that's what I want because then I get to just like close that off and then start the fast game and then right. You know, so yeah. So you mentioned your YouTube channel. You have a great YouTube channel. Um, what else? What other good stuff do you have on there? It's mostly instructional videos. Um, yeah, I just, I'd say like I love teaching. I've been teaching since I was pretty much graduated from college. I played tennis in college and then started teaching tennis. Um, I think I have kind of a unique perspective because I was kind of self-taught in tennis. I picked up tennis late. And so even when I was in college, I was still like figuring out technique uh, watching a lot of like film and video and just trying to like, you know, so I, f I feel like I got a pretty good grasp on technique because I, I learned it and dissected it myself rather than being taught it from a coach at a young age. And so I just kind of carried that over into, into pickleball. So 
I try to look at things through a pretty like analytical lens and um, convey that to people who are interested as, as good as I can. Yeah, it seems like you're, you're getting a ton of views on on the YouTube channel. Um, yeah, there it's good stuff. You're what like once every couple of weeks posting about. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing a good job of getting like one a week for a while. Then with all the move and stuff, it really fell off. And now I'm working on kind of working with a new editor, video editor, and um, oh, did just you go kind on of getting with, more with Lee? No, no, okay, somebody different. Gotcha. So getting more kind of like systems in place, so I can just like have a little more like efficient system to to get them done rather than just kind of like I used to just go out like film one edit it all like do everything it was, it was very inefficient but I was just you know finding a way to get it done so grinding it out trying to up that a little bit it's good stuff <clears throat> it is um <clears throat> so another thing on on Vegas we've got the return of Zane Affleck really he I didn't is, know that he is signed up for I think 50 I think he signed up for 50 that's too do you, bad what that do you he wouldn't sign up for pro. What do you think the chances are he saw our uh, clips about him and uh, when we were talking the stories about him? I don't know, but I'm hiring security, <laughs> and we're gonna have security at our uh, at our two v one match. Yeah. Why is that? Oh, did you guys do something that I'm not aware of? We or? just told a story about how he stole a McLaren. Allegedly stole and a McLaren. He's still wild card. I think there were yeah. some other stories uh, about him. Maybe somebody was on the show who told a story, and it was just like, "Well, there's the last time, the last time, to my knowledge, that he was in Las Vegas. He is. <laughs> this is an Altoff story. Altoff tells you this story. So he is um, at the food truck, and he wants to buy something like crab cakes or something weird, right? And um he's at the food truck and the guy's like you know if i if i make you this one then i have to unthaw the entire thing and i'm or thaw the entire thing and i'm like leaving so i can't make you just one and altoff is behind him and he's like don't worry i'll i'll buy i'll buy three more or something and zane is like no Altoff's like what do you mean no i'm gonna i'm gonna buy them for for me and for you and zane's like no and i was like what like well what's the catch and, and Altoff is like thinking to himself and Altoff goes okay <laughs> Altoff goes okay if you go take this guy's truck and <laughs> and drive it I will give you the free crab cakes <laughs> so Altoff is talking to the to the food truck guy at the at the like display while Zane goes around the, the back, gets in this guy's food truck and like pulls it like 10 feet forward. <laughs> still attached to the food truck? <laughs> no, it was like one of those self, it was the one that's all in oh, the same thing. So serious? it wasn't like a tractor, yeah, yeah, but it yeah. was like the, the food, the, the driver's seat was like five feet away and he goes around the other so side. So it was moving moves while he the was food in it. Truck. <laughs> Jeez. So yeah. Wow. That'll be, that'll be entertaining. Um, okay. So one of the last things we had was pickleball was over at the the National Mall, which is pretty cool, over in D.C. Do you see that? No. Is that? Oh, wait, wait. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's not pickle mall, right? That's something. Mm -mm. No. Yeah. It's like pickleball on the National Mall. Got it. 
with I like think I may be the Washington Monument. About it, but I don't, I don't know any yeah. details. Yeah, so the, I think the DC pickleball team and um, maybe their sponsor Humana and some other groups like worked together to put a bunch of pickleball courts on the National Mall. They did a bunch of exhibition stuff with some NBA players and their their team members and stuff. And they put a pickleball court up in the uh, in the Senate library, right? Something like that. Hmm. There's a tennis court in there. That's pretty badass to get the get some politicians playing. Get us some more courts. Yeah. But it led me to wonder, John, who, which politicians would win in singles matches? (laughs) So I'm going to. First of all, I hate, like, I stay out of politics as much as possible. So until now. I know that I'm going to know these. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this is one rapid fire. Who wins in a match between Kamala Harris and Ron DeSantis? Uh, Ron DeSantis. Bernie Sanders and Ron Paul. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Mitch McConnell versus Nancy Pelosi. Um, uh, McConnell might freeze up. Might get tight. <laughs> <laughs> They'll Pelosi. definitely need a line Pelosi. judge. Pelosi. Elizabeth Warren versus W. 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 Yeah. Trump versus Biden. Trump. And this isn't politics, but Elon versus Zuckerberg. <laughs> Elon all day, Versh. easily. Okay, now that we got that sorted. <laughs> you know what I did see, though, uh, by the way? Uh, Jim Jim Kloss on, on Twitter, fighting the good fight. Um, you know, uh, getting in the into pol- uh, political Twitter. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, boy. Big, big Trump guy. Oh, really? Getting in there, fighting. So uh, I just thought that was, that was kind of funny. Um, He's the, the man's sure in the trenches. Pretty hot political takes. He should run for Nothing president. Better than... Politics on social media, right? Yeah, I, we, I think he was like pitching himself to. Who's he? Well, he pitched himself as like a GM. He pitched himself as like a for like a show commissioner. A I think commissioner. he wanted to be commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> or, what can't I, I this guy said, do? According to himself, <laughs> I think he said like, "I'm not, I'm not applying for this job, but I would be a really good commissioner of the new <laughs> PPA MLP joint venture." He's so. pretty high on himself, I think. I wonder where he would draft himself in the next MLP. That's a good question. <laughs> um, all right. Only other thing I have is um, I'm seeing more and more college pickleball teams popping up. Uh, as always, message me or Thomas or both of us if you are starting a club pickleball team. Um, yeah, let me know. We can get you guys possibly hooked up with some some sponsorship and and paddles, possibly. Um, but yeah, shoot me a an Instagram message. If you've got, if you're starting up a club pickleball team in college, um, last was thing it, was it on the dink that I just read about, like Utah or, or some some college that's offering like a scholarship? Yeah, part oh, of no scholarships. Way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's good progress. Hmm. No, I, my little brother was playing in regionals this past weekend for Michigan's club team. Uh, they they won that, but like he's been doing a bunch of. Um, like college pickleball. I mean, like it's picking up steam. Mm-hmm. Like there's teams popping up everywhere. Like the next generation is is coming. Like what needs to happen like to make it an actual like Yeah, I don't know. Or like what, right. is, what is that process? Like how like, like what how do colleges value that? Why do they choose to instate a sport as like an official sport versus yeah. not? And is that a like, specific what are the college incentive? thing or is it an NCAA thing? Or? Right. Like what do they care about, you know? Yeah, and the thing is, it's such a no no brainer too. Like eventually, right? 
it's it's probably a cheaper sport than anything but cross country yeah. right because cross country there's you need very little you need like shoes right right but pickleball you need some court space so any anybody that has tennis courts you can get it mm-hmm. and then you need paddles and balls yeah. and it's not very expensive yeah and it doesn't screw up any title nine requirements either with scholarships or or whatever yeah. so i mean like i don't know what the actual pro like the protocol is but like it's gotta be, it has to be coming yeah you'd think so i think it was an mba student um i could compete on the ut team so was it eligibility i still have eligibility nice there we go <laughs> you didn't use it up yet yeah Nice. Can't you? Don't you have do eligibility that. in different sports too, or is that not a thing? Mm, I, I don't know. Oh, you know what it was? It was if you so in tennis, if you had, if you played professionally and took prize money, you couldn't go back and play tennis. But some J.R. Smith played basketball professionally, and now he's back in college playing, playing golf. college golf. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you can take prize money from one and then go play the other. Right. <clears throat> yeah, that makes sense. That's pretty cool, actually. So last thing, we had Stop Alzheimer's Now questions. Uh, Nick Morant, we got something from you, but I don't know if we had a, a question associated with it. Kevin McPherson wanted us to rank pro pickleball pets. Top five pets of pro pickleball. Of pro pickleballers? Like, like of uh, the, I don't, Yeah. Like who are the best, who are the best pets that pro pickleballers have? Are they just pandering to you and Murray? I would hope so, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, obviously, Murray's number one, so who's two through five? (laughs) Um, I don't even know what any of the other pets are. Only ones I can think of are... Coops. Daisy. Daisy's a goat. (laughs) I mean, not actually, like, a goat, but, like, the greatest of all time. After Murray, obviously. There's Vivian's dog, Nala. Uh, Mish has a dog. Thomas uh, has a... Tommy's got a dog. Is that dog? Oh. Nash. Nash, yeah. Nash. She's, Brittany's always wearing the hat, the Nash hat. It's good stuff. Um, <laughs> there, there, you go. <laughs> there you go. That's our five. I think I think Murray's got to be the most famous. All right, pickle pod. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Johnny. All right. Thanks, guys. Oh. Fun. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, Tyler had fun. Yeah.